Hey, it's Heidi Rain. Welcome back for another episode of Addiction and Codependency Breakthrough. I have a saucy, fiery episode for you today. And we're going to talk about intimacy and sex and codependency and how does codependency affect sex and intimacy. Boy, you're about to get an earful today. You're about to get an earful. So let's do something. Let's let's do a little kid check. Look in your back seat, look around you, make sure the kids are okay. Put them away, put them somewhere, put your earbuds in, you know, be in a safe area. It's not like a meditation where you shouldn't listen to this driving. You're not going to get like something bad or weird is going to happen. But I want to make sure that we have muffs in the situation where we need some muffs. Oh God, now I'm already starting. Listen, I'm not. If you if you know that reference, then you're definitely my people. Um, <laughs> if you know that word. But I, this is such an important topic. So I can't, I have to do it. I have to go into detail. So I'm going to outline for you. Now, I'm going to speak to the eight different codependent types of people and how it impacts them specifically, sexually and intimately. So if you don't know what pattern you are, what type of codependent you are, I've come up with eight different flavors. So you might want to pause this video go over to HeidiRain.com and take my codependent attachment personality pattern test. I know that's an ear, that's, a, that's like a, an earful and a mouthful for me to say, but what it is, it's a test to help you uncover your unique codependency behavior and see which category you fit in. And then after you take that assessment, you bring your beautiful little self back on over here and you watch the video and you're like, oh my God. Yeah. And then you're, I know what's going to happen. You're going to want me to do a video, a deep dive on each and every one of these. And I'm happy to do that. So if you want that, put it in the comments and we can rock it. Or more importantly, if you really want to resolve these issues once and for all, consider coming into our codependency breakthrough, also known as Life School, Love Yourself First Empowerment Embodiment School, where we teach you everything you know, you needed to know, but nobody showed you, right? And when it comes to like how to get all your needs met, how to have mutually beneficial relationships, how to uh, set and hold boundaries and and really have the the true love that you deserve. I know you're such a loving person. I know that you're a, you're an, an amazing person and you deserve to be loved just as much as you try and love everybody else in your life. So having said that, if that interests you, go to HeidiRain.com. Are you ready to dive in? This is saucy. I might even have to pour a drink and by a drink, I don't mean a drink. I mean, I, I don't know if you can hear that in the microphone. This isn't ASMR, but I am doing this. I know like this is so it's bad for you, but I, I do this Walmart clear American. This isn't an ad. Oh, yeah, I'm sponsored by Walmart. Wouldn't that be the day? <laughs> oh my God. Hey, brought to you by Walmart. If you get your little butt down to Walmart, you can get this peach fizzy drink that is delicious. And it actually satisfies a lot of cravings. You know, mommy had to go sugar free because I manage depression, anxiety, and chronic pain and all other kind of stuff. And this little drink saves my ass. Okay. Let's dive into it. Now I have group. I have group tonight, my codependency breakthrough group. It's seven o'clock. So I, I don't have all the time in the world to spend here. So I'm, I'm recording this before <clears throat> I dive into my group tonight. So are you ready? You little saucy siren. Are you ready to dive in to this land of sexual dysfunction as it relates to codependency? I know I am. Okay. First pattern 
that we're going to talk about and how it's kind of jacked up in this arena is the pretending pattern. Now, if you identify with the pretender, I'm not going to go through that criteria, the pretender pattern video, I'll link it right here. Boom. There it is. The thing. Okay. You can watch that. But so if you're a pretender, you know, that putting on a show is part of the name of the game. It's like, not Carol Channing. That, that kind of sounded like Carol Channing. That's a little old school. But, you know, I was watching an episode of uh, And Just Like That, you know, Sex in the City remake recently. And, and they had an episode where all of the women were like introducing their night of sex and out walked each woman, you know, and they're all in like some kind of fancy ass get up, you know, like, like silky, like kind of like I have on tonight, but I wear them, but I don't wear them for sex. I wear them for me because they feel nice on my skin, but every single woman pops out and she's in like this sexy get up and stilettos and she slithers into bed and, and, you know, and the rest of the world, I know I was thinking, I was watching this. I was like, Oh Jesus. I, you know, I got my, most of the time, if I'm not feeling up for it, I wear those silky things, but they're old and decrepit and they're vintage and they're falling apart and they don't, they don't look very good. Or I'm wearing like old ass boxer shorts and a tank top because I'm in perimenopause and I'm sweating my ass off and, and the industrial size fan that I have next to me isn't working. Anywho, they all come out in this wear and the pretender pattern can probably really identify with this. So if you have that codependency pattern in you, one of the eight patterns, and you're a pretending pattern, you are likely still, no matter how old you are, still putting on a show. You do not know what pleases you sexually, what lights you up intimately, you're, you're, that's ter that, that terrifies you. So instead you make sex like more like a parody. It's like our corn pulp, you know, <laughs> culture, corn culture, you know, that, that makes everything look like, oh, she, you know, the woman's always like ready for it. And she's like, oh, she's so excited. And she's fired up. And we all know, okay, let's just be a little real here in the land of reality. Um, you know, nobody's like seething, you know what I mean? Like writhing on the bed, like just at the sight of your husband coming out in his pajamas. I mean, God, God bless, unless you have, I don't know, the rock coming out, you know, I don't, I mean, I love my husband. He's gorgeous too, but you know, familiarity and all of that. It's not like a big surprise. You didn't know that was coming around the corner. So, you know, for all, by all accounts, it takes us time to warm up and get into it. And we're not all going to like ravage and hunt and pounce on our man. And, but if you're a pretending pattern, you could be locked into that dynamic still. And I know I played that game all through my twenties and some of my thirties, right. Where I just like, you know, put it on a show, get out the lasso and, you know, call it a day because it was all about their performance. And there is no intimacy in a performance if you're a pretender, right? I mean, you're, you're, I think I'm going to have to do more than one video. I mean, oh my God, I'm just scratching the surface, but let's just get a taste in our mouth. Okay. For these different patterns. And, and I know by the end of this, you're going to be like, Ooh, that's, let's do more. Let's do more of this. Yes. Okay. And if you want more, you can always come inside of the course. I mean, hallelujah. Okay. Hey, deepen our connection, go deeper. Uh, with me, okay, over at HeidiRain.com. So the performer of the pretender is the performer. It's the same thing. Now, if you're a controlling codependent where everything has to be kind of your way all the time and you're afraid of change and you're, you need systems and you need everything in its right place all the time. I mean, there is no surprise. You got your sex 
you know, in the, in the, in the calendar, you know what I mean? You know, it's every Sunday, you know, I don't know what the Lord's whispering. Is it before church, after church, no church, take you to church? I have no idea, but very rarely will you as a controlling codependent, let yourself go to experience the bliss of the unknown. It's, it's like buttoned up and, you know, and that's a real shame because just like the the performer longs to just like stop the show and just tune into their own body. They, they have no idea how to do that. And same thing with the controller. You are that personality pattern for a very good reason. I mean, and, and we go into the reasons when we do the origin stories of these patterns. Remember, this is just an overview of intimacy and sex in particular, but here's the controller video. If you want to look at that, go deeper into that and, and learn more about that pattern. But obviously there's a longing in your heart as a controller to let go, to be like, oh my God, Heidi, I hear this all the time. It'd be so great if I could just find somebody that would just like unle unleash me, you know, but you know, that's an inside job. Nobody's going to come alongside of you and unleash you. You know, you're wound so tight. You got to unwind from the inside, you know, one knot at a time. And you earned your knots through difficult life, through having to be in control all the time, having to be, you know, the one who's always uh, taking care of everything. And so to be taken care of or to be vulnerable, you know, great sex and really good intimacy requires a level of vulnerability that controllers just won't let themselves experience. However, if you're a true controller, the, you know, and you also have vices, you might allow yourself in the only time you actually have good sex or what you consider good sex is when you have something to substance. You know, you have a little drink, you have a little smoky smoke, you have something, and then you're like, oh, and I can finally relax. And a lot of these patterns, these codependent patterns all have that in common, by the way, they all do it. They all have the vices. Um, let's, let's go to the pleaser pattern. I'm just going to do like four or five patterns, not eight of them. I'm just going to give you a taste. And if you like this, I promise you, I'll make more. You just have to tell me, Heidi, I am picking up what you're laying down. I'm bagging what you're mowing. I'm smelling what you're stepping in. All right. And if you like it, I'll make door, I'll make more for you. So the pleaser, this is a pretty obvious one, right? You get into the bedroom, you get it, you know, what, what do you want? You know, what would you like? What would, what would please you? And this is a really great thing. I know a lot of men in particular. Now, some of you are like, where's he at? Are you serious right now? Like men are really pleasers. Yes. I, I, I work with a lot of really good men. You know, they, they're codependent because they're, they're, they're sweethearts, you know, and they're, they're getting into one-sided relationships themselves. So they're the pleasers too. But, um, even a, you know, that might sound really hot. Oh my God, Heidi, yeah, I'd love to just to be like, oh, what, what would you like? You know, whatever you like, how can I please you? That sounds really nice. But we all know that after a while, it's really sexy when whoever you're with knows what pleases them and isn't afraid to pursue that in a mutually beneficial way. And so it's not just one thing to know, I want to bring what pleases you. I want to know what pleases me. And a, and a man who's really, you know, um, who's, or a woman, whatever scenario you might have your partner, who's really into pleasuring you. Don't you, I can say this from, you know, from my perspective, I love it when somebody's in their own pleasure because then that excites me even more. So when you're a pleaser, you're not really in your pleasure at all. Are you, you're in the other person's pleasure and, but you don't bring it back home to you and use that as fuel. There's an element of, of a, as a pleaser of, am I doing this right? 
you know, is this okay? Not like, oh, I want to get lost in this pleasure that's happening, but more like, am I doing okay? Am I doing okay? Do you like this? Is this good? Do you want more? Should I stop? Should I go here? There's a real uncertainty about this pattern that isn't just, I want to please you, you know, in a standard way. It's in a codependent way, which makes it unhealthy, an unhealthy dynamic. And so how do you get out of that side is you think about, well, uh, how do I tap into my confidence and my sexuality and my, what pleases me so that I have more balance in these relationships? And of course, I mean, this is such a long conversation. Again, I know I, I start to get into it and then I want to give you more and more, but this is just such a broad overview. Let's talk about a fixer. A fixer in the bedroom, if you have the fixer personality, you know, and so many of my students and clients are this personality, that you choose people that are kind of broken, right? You need to fix people in order to be in a relationship with them. You need to, you know, uh, you have projects instead of people, you have caseloads instead of friendships, you know, all the parameters of the fixer personality pattern. And what, what do you have in the bedroom? You're hung up on fixing them sexually too. Well, they're not, they're not really that great. I mean, they don't... You know, I'm good. You know, I know what I want, but like they just, they're not, they don't know how to be intimate. They don't know how to open up. They don't know how to receive or give, or they're selfish or they're, they're not even home or they're not with it or whatever. And all your time as a fixer is built on projecting intimacy issues onto other people and trying to fix their sexual dysfunction or their intimacy dysfunction that you don't see yours. Right. So man, I know that I just hit, I just went ping with a little, like a little, you know, punch in the belly. Didn't I? I know I I'm kind of known for that. And here, here's the thing. I remember when I was working inside of, uh, one of the world's leading drug and alcohol treatment centers as a faculty member, as a coach, as a teacher, running the family programs there, running the codependency programs and the healthy relationship programs. And my supervisor, I'll never forget, Dr. Billy always used to call me. He'd say, hey, come on in. Hey, slap and soothe. You know, and he'd refer to me as the slap and soothe. And what that means is, is like, I didn't have a problem taking the clients and like shaking them up a little bit and going, hey man, where's your shit? Let's look at your stuff, you know? And, and hey, because- so many of us do this and what the soothe is uh, just this wild compassion that once that slap of awareness, oh my God, yeah, I think I, I, I do do that, you know, then we can come to this compassionate place with ourselves and go, but I'm doing it for a good reason. And if I can figure out the reason I'm doing it, I know I can break free, break free from it. Right. So every single pattern I came up with these first because it's like that old hair commercial from the 70s. Like, not only do I love the product, but I am my first client. You know, it's like that. I mean, I had to go through this myself and recognize, oh my God, yeah, I projected all my stuff on. I I did, I was a pleaser. I was a performer, you know? And then when I started doing all the research to come up with the patterns for the test and, and really the criteria, the five diagnostic criteria for each one, I had those 10 years inside that treatment center with rampant codependency as a case study for me to be able to figure out those patterns and day in and day out with thousands of clients I did. So if this, at this point you're like, is this even legit? Yeah, honey, it's legit. Come on. You want me to put my glasses on and get serious up in here so you can see? I mean, this is a real thing. You know, you probably know that because I'm singing your song. But if you have any doubt about taking the test, I encourage you. It is a legitimate thing, even if I created it. Uh, somebody always has to create something, right? <laughs> so uh, go over to Heidi Rain and take it. 
let's talk about the withholder pattern last. Okay. The withholder pattern, you know, if this is you where you associate, um, uh, pain with showing emotion, you know, it's a weakness. You keep everything buttoned up. And so, and again, here's the link to that video for the five criteria. And I want to let you know that as a withholder, what you'll do is you'll withhold sex as a weapon or a reward. You know, th th there is very little uh, boundaries around sex. It, you use it as a tool. Um, also, sometimes we have poor boundaries where a withholder is so fearful of genuine intimacy that they'll settle for sex when they really want love. So they'll be in relationships and give up sex too quickly and then regret that and then go through this like binging, restricting cycle of giving it away and then hoarding it all back. And, and so, man, if I'm just like scratching the surface, I'm a little kitty, little cat and I'm scratching at your window. It might be annoying, but wherever your couch, do your cat, do you have cats? I never liked them, but my husband is a cat person and they scratch my things. And I know you, you, you know, you just can't declaw them. It's just not a good thing. I mean, I didn't realize what happened when you declawed cats. It's not okay. All right. But what else are you supposed to freaking do when they're clawing your stuff all the time? So you just clip them, clip them, but it doesn't work. Anyway, I digress. You know, I get hot on a topic and run with it. Anyway, let's rein it in. Let's lasso her back home. Let's bring it back in. If I'm singing your song and I'm ringing a bell, why don't you go watch one of those criteria videos or go take the test and then shoot me an email and let me know and ask question, Heidi, how do I start to unravel some of this? I am in my twenties and I don't want to be pretending and performing anymore. Heidi, I'm 50 years old. I don't think I've ever had like real good intimate sex. I don't even know what I like. Heidi, I'm 60 years old and I, I don't even want sex. I mean, I, I think I'm like, I don't, I don't need it. I can do without it. You know, it doesn't, doesn't work for me anymore. <laughs> All the different stories that we tell ourselves around our own pleasure and receiving pleasure and being in pleasure and, and the, the construct of codependency that has built walls around your and mine ability to let it in the way that we need to. And intimacy is about receiving. And codependency is about giving, 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 right? It's about, I'm going to fix you. I'm going to help you. I'm going to put my needs to the wayside. So it's a scary endeavor. I will say only the brave come to my courses, only the courageous, only the other wonder women that are on the path that used to hang out in their tree. Too. This is kind of crooked. Used to hang out in their tree too. These are the birds that I'm singing my little bird song call. And they're all coming, you know, to one place where we can be, you know, I always say, you know, we're creating a, a nation of cycle breakers, you know, uh, got it from my mama, got it from her mama, got it from granddad, got it from him, you know, and passing it down to generation to generation of self-sacrifice, um, us being last on the list, running to everybody else's rescue, playing small in our lives, not, not being as big as we want to for fear of rejection or needing approval or abandonment or, you know, whatever the story is that we tell ourselves and codependency recovery is literally unleashing her. It's like find her and free her and then be her in all ways. And so most people who come to me, come to me out of a need for a relationship problem, right? Like, you know, people come in crisis, 
they're in a relationship with an addict or alcoholic. They're, they don't know if they should stay or go. Um, they're, they're struggling to figure out, can this thing be fixed or saved? And the very first thing we do is try to figure that out so that you can breathe long enough to then work on you. Right. But if you've already decided, or you want, if you want to decide, I'll help you do it. Go to HeidiRain.com. But if you've already decided, I really want you to look at our codependency breakthrough course. It's over at HeidiRain.com. Take a look at it. It's a self-study course that you can have on demand right now and get your hot little hands on it and start to unravel these patterns and learn about how these patterns have impacted your life and affected your life. Or you can send me an email and ask me about coaching and how it works. And either way, why am I, I'm encouraging you. I'm always going to encourage you to do more than just come to the podcast or come to the videos. Why? Because information is important, right? Like gathering knowledge and me pouring into you. And hey, when I tell you I have a library the size of Texas, I do. You can go back to some of my older videos. I don't know if I still have them there, but I have a, a whole wall that's a library as and, and up to the ceiling, 22 feet. And I've read almost every book on there because I'm an information junkie too, but we can't hide out there. The next step for us is to pour our resources into being seen, being vulnerable, walking into that very first step, which is here I am. I'm not, I'm not strong all the time. I do need help. I'm going to take off my Wonder Woman crown. I'm going to put it down and I'm going to let you come alongside of me and, and be with me. And we're going to do this together because why? You you deserve it. And so does the, so does seven generations ahead, right? So does the rest of the people that you're impacting in your life every single day. I think I've said enough. I've said a lot, but I forgot to tell you the most important thing. I love you. And I'm so glad that you're here because we're doing this damn thing right? One podcast at a time, one video at a time, and hopefully one course at a time, one session at a time. But I'm waiting for you on the other side. HeidiRain.com. I'll see you soon. Take excellent care of yourself.